Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the fourth day of September in the year 2020. In this report, I will be talking about some of the comments to my last report in which I said that Donald Trump was and is a barrier to enacting the goals of the World Economic Forum as announced in their June communique here at the Castle family. There's some good news this Labor Day weekend. We're grateful to have meaningful labor to do. And in the good news department, the family daughter tells us that there is a cargo flight to Auckland, New Zealand next Tuesday. And she might possibly get a seat on it. Cargo flights from the jungle bring to mind airplanes with chickens and goats in the aisles. But nevertheless, she might get a seat and be able to escape in the somewhat good news department. We run an orphanage in Bucharest, Romania for children who are living under the most difficult of conditions when we find them. The government of Romania forces us to hire outside people to come into our building and do things for the children from time to time. These are things that our people could do better than any bureaucrat, but we must comply with the local regulations. One of these people came into the orphanage the other day, turned out to be positive for the virus and with obvious symptoms. Now our kids are all in quarantine, may not be able to start school on time. The good news is that all our kids have tested negative so far. Mia is a woman of prayer and a faith, so we leave it in God's hands. Last week, my report was called, Why All This Division, Conflict, Disorder, and Destruction? I raised the question of why the Democrat mayors of the cities and the governors of the states where the riots and looting are happening will not do anything to stop the violence. Joe Biden finally made a statement the other day in opposition to violent looting, but only after the polls showed he was losing the law and order issue in the polls. The American people are starting to let politicians know that they have never found Riots and looting acceptable forms of protest. That helps to make my point that the reason for not doing something to stop it is because the Democrat politicians think it somehow hurts Trump and his bid for re-election and because they share the looters' ideology. The tactic has been to let the looting continue until it burns out by itself. Do nothing to defend your community or the people who elected you and who pay your salary to defend their community. Blame everything from the virus to the riots on Trump, even if it means destruction of our cities. When the polls start to show that people realize what the Democrats are doing, then and only then, like on Groundhog Day, Joe Biden must come out of his hiding place and attempt to read a coherent sentence from his teleprompter. The Democrats tell us now that the violence will continue as long as Trump is in office, if you don't elect us, we'll let your cities burn, they say. It's basically just mafioso-style extortion or a form of protection racket. There's growing evidence that people are becoming wary of it all. They're wary of being told that this country is no different from Nazi Germany, in many ways the same. They're wary of being told their country is systemically racist and that they are racist simply because they're white. I talked last week about the Great Reset, as that term is defined by the World Economic Forum. In the Forum's manifesto issued in June of this year, 
The forum members said that we're going to have a reset of capitalism. I suspect that means a new socialist world system with government and chosen ones of industry in partnership over this world, a new currency based in some fashion on cyber technology, a return to the Paris Environmental Treaty, the destruction of American manufacturing, a new emphasis on our goddess Earth, as well as a new worldwide health system based on forced vaccinations, artificial intelligence, and transhumanism. I said that technology to do these things is already here, already in place, waiting only for Trump's defeat, the only thing standing in their way, therefore, is Donald Trump. People wrote to me about that and pointed out that Trump is not who he told us he was. In his first campaign, he said he would do many things. He's not done those things. He said he's, he would refrain from doing many things he has done. Some of those things, as pointed out by those who wrote to me, include failure to address the abortion issue, complete failure of fiscal responsibility without restraint on spending plans, to use the U.S. military to bring the vaccines, failure to expose the Federal Reserve, failure to expose and examine 9-11. Those are all things he said he would do or would not do, and he has done or has not done. There are many others I could add to that list, but you get the idea. Do you really think Democrats universally hate Donald Trump because of those things? Or do they hate him less because of those things? Do you think Democrats and their fellow travelers, inversely the entire high-tech world, as well as the world of banking and finance, and the world of media hate him because of those things? Perhaps they hate him because of his tweets or because of his brash confidence, his printing, sometimes obnoxious behavior. I don't think they hate him for those reasons at all, since most of them are the same way. No. I think they hate him because they only want someone in their temple who is one of them who can assume the role of high priest of wokeism. He also stands as a barrier to the goals of the new world globalist system. He voices opposition to the things I mentioned as coming from the World Economic Forum. So he must be defeated. The Democrats have selected Joe Biden to carry their banner and to explain all of this to us. Nobody's more woke than Joe, although Trump refers to him as Sleepy Joe. He has trouble communicating when he's under pressure. He appears to be suffering from dementia. He has trouble even reading a coherent sentence. He did manage to issue a statement to put himself on the side opposing violence the other day. When he doesn't have to read or speak publicly, someone else writes the material he does a little bit better. I hate to make fun of Joe because he's ill. He probably can no longer help how he's being used. Elder abuse is probably a term for what his family and the Democrat Party are doing to him, even though he is suffering from obvious mental decline. He has at least a fair chance to be handed the reins of enough power, enough nuclear weapons for total world destruction. Who will lead the nation if Joe is elected president? I don't know the answer, but I can speculate based on some evidence and some rumors. Most people seem to think if he were elected, Kamala Harris would actually be president since he obviously does not have the mental capacity to fill the job. 
I'm not so sure about that, though, since it would be Joe and not Kamala. Taking the oath of office as president, I select we might have something, I suspect we might have something like we had when Franklin Roosevelt was debilitated by illness for a while. Eleanor assumed responsibility for the decision-making in the White House rather than calling on Vice Presidents Henry Wallace or Wendell Wilkie. My guess is that Jill Biden would love to have that job, has no intention of giving it up to others. Jill has been with Joe a long time but remained mostly in the background until she had to step out to help him with his medical problems. Perhaps we will get the chance to see what kind of president she will be. As for the swamp or the deep state, there are very few more swampy or deep than Joe Biden. He came to the Senate in 1972, 48 years ago, of the 100 senators serving at the time he was first elected. Only 12 are still alive, so Joe is a survivor both in a physical sense and in a political sense. Many things have happened since 1972. Joe has been right there in the middle of them. For almost all 48 years, he's been trying to find some way to get the presidential nomination of his party. Joe has been like a chameleon. During his term in the Senate, he changes to fit the coloration of the day, the politics around him. At first, he was a Scoop Jackson type of conservative Democrat, but as times changed to fit the 70s, the 80s, and now the new century, Joe changed with them. Now he's a revolutionary socialist, but I wonder what Jill is. Neither party today is what it has always been advertised as representing. Do you remember when the Democrats were the party of the working man? Well, for the last 60 years, post-Kennedy years anyway, that party, the Democrat Party, has been trying to destroy the working man through interest, interest rate fluctuations and jobs offshoring. What about the Republicans? Weren't they once supposed to be the party of fiscal conservatism, now they're on track for a $4 trillion deficit in one year. Another calamity that has befallen the country, thanks to the Democrat politicians, has been weaponized in the effort to defeat Trump. Several international organizations, including the World Health Organization and the Centers for Disease Control, all issued dire warnings about the COVID virus. In the early days of the outbreak, they had us thinking it would be one of the worst pandemics in human history. We were all locked in our homes. Businesses closed. It was unstoppable. A virus for which humanity had no immunity. That was apparently just disinformation designed to induce actions that would destroy our economy. From the recent report of the CDC, that's the Centers for Disease Control, which is still on their website, we can see what it was virtually all about. It was just bogus disinformation. Now they tell us that only a little less than 6%, 6% of the deaths attributed to the virus actually had the virus as the sole cause of death. The average was 2.6 other causes of death besides the virus. Why would they do such a thing? Perhaps they were just mistaken, but if so, their mistakes caused Many problems, including Andrew Como, who sent most of his infected problems into nursing homes, thus earning him the title of granny killer. Perhaps they were trying intentionally to destroy the economy of the United States and the entire West because how could a country 
with a destroyed economy re-elect Donald Trump, perhaps it was just a raw grab for power over people's lives. Perhaps it was an effort to make sure every human on planet Earth got vaccinated with Bill Gates' vaccine. If so, the jury's still on that, out on that one. Maybe, maybe it'll happen. Let's see if it works. Finally, folks, I don't know if Joe Biden has dementia or not. It sure looks like he does, but that's just a non-medical guess on my part. Who will serve as president and lead this country if Joe is elected? Turns out to be demented. Will it be Kamala or will it be Jill who sees his power? God knows, but I'm just guessing. At least that's the way I see it, folks. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.